All right, everybody, today on the program, we have the lovely Helena Locke. Hi, Helena. How are you? Hey. I'm good. I'm really good. You look good. Thanks. I don't know if that, that's a good thing or if that's a, a, a way to <laughs> say one way or the other, but you look, you look happy, you look good, you look healthy. Yeah. Um, so... Let's see. Where do we start this thing? So how have you been? Talk to us. We're in the middle of, well, we're not, well, I don't want to say middle. We we're are, in summer, right? Yeah, we're three and a half, four months deep into a um, uh, stay-at-home pandemic fucking thing. How are you holding up? Yeah. I'm doing pretty good. I think, you know, I think everybody goes through waves, right? Right. So you just got to, you got to figure out during each wave, like, okay, now what do I do to kind of get me out of this? Now, I just bought a lot of furniture. So that seemed to help. <laughs> so, okay. Was it the shopping part or the having something to do part? <laughs> I think it was a little bit of both. Now I got to worry about selling everything else out or getting <laughs> rid of it or something. But um, I think, like, I went, I usually walk or run about four miles to get myself out and out of my place um, and just kind of let everything go. Right. Um, so I think that's, you know, I think that's really helpful. And then I just kind of rest when I need it and don't put a lot of pressure on myself and, you know, just kind of take it as it. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing else you can do if you keep worrying about an outcome that we don't know anything of and perpetuate that stress or fear that's gonna, it's gonna lower your immune system. So, um, I do a lot of stuff. I do like a lot of holistic stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, you said you do three to four miles. Is that a day? That you it depends. It, it depends. Um, it just, I mean, sometimes, you know, I, it's just a quick walk. Cause usually I gotta, I gotta get my dogs out too. So they were like, I now go down to like, there's this lagoon that has this bridge. So it's kind of like you get down and you get to be down near water and, you know, and it's just like, you get to walk kind of a little bit through these woods. So it's just kind of very, it's very calming for the mind. That's nice. Shit. I'm out in Vegas, so I'm surrounded by houses and mountains. And the bad part is <laughs> everyone's on the fucking mountains and they actually close down. There's a big area that's like right here next to the city. It's <clears throat> like probably Charleston? less than say what? Charleston. Oh, Mount Charleston is for that. That's fucking on fire right now. It's been, it? it's been burning for like the last three fucking days. There was a, um, a hellish day. Like it was super hot and the wind was blowing like 50, 60 mile gusts. And the fucking fire got started up there, and it's burned, I think, over 3,000 acres now. I think it was 3,000. Yeah. But, no, there's a closer place. It's right here closer to the city. Um, it's called uh, Red Rock, and there's a lot of fucking hiking trails, and it's super cool. Yeah. It's beautiful out there, and they had to shut down almost all of it because of the fucking assholes. Because as soon as COVID started and they were like, okay, in the very beginning, it was stay at home. So everyone was like, oh, you mean go hiking and hang out with everyone? So they got yeah. to the point where they were uh, paying people to stand there and block off any side road so you could do a drive through the area, but you couldn't actually yeah. stop and park and do the hiking because people were fucking ruining it. And up at Charleston was the same thing. So, but, but there was like gathering in large groups or were, was it kind of like everybody was still kind of out there, but they were dispersing? Well, they were out. Everyone was out there and they were just, it was, it was overcrowded. It was like, a, I heard a lot of places like in LA was the same thing that it was, everything was overcrowded. Suddenly the parks, they're like, oh, well, we're outside. So we're safe. And it's like, if you're on top of each other, like an outdoor concert, that's how packed some of yeah. these places were. 
yeah. Like, why would you want to do that? Yeah. But it was in the beginning and I thought, oh, well, you know, that was, this is a problem because people didn't know, but then here we are almost four months in and people still are doing dumb shit like that. So. Well, we have like, I think what the biggest hindrance with, with all this is, is we're like really not a healthy country as is. Right. We're just not, I mean, we have a lot of people live off. I mean, even like stuff that are, it's, that's allowed in us is not allowed health wise in a lot of European countries, you know, like the FDA lets stuff come in that like is banned in other countries. So we're just like a really, so a lot of people's immune systems are more susceptible. Right. So, I mean unless you do a lot for your immune system and you know how to kind of like detox your liver pretty good. So it fights pathogens and you're going to, you're, you're making yourself susceptible. How often do you do that? The, the liver detox? Um, well, I just do things that flush out my liver. So like I'll drink like lemon water, like very beginning of the morning and it kind of coats your stomach and then it kind of, it starts to push out toxins. I also do coffee enemas. So coffee enemas opens up the bile and um, it starts to push out um, uh, toxins that way. And then it binds. And also, because I have like a copper toxicity when I had a copper IUD in. So the coffee enema binds the heavy metals to it. And you just keep it in for like 20 minutes and then you disperse it out. So all those things is that what happens is your liver gets so backed up and pushed it. Everybody thinks, oh, yeah, you know, it can filter out everything. So I'll just eat whatever I want and do whatever I want and drink it. And yeah, it's pretty powerful. But we have like a lot of pollutants and stuff like that. There's only so much you can do. So the more that you can do and eat stuff that's going to kind of push things through your liver and kind of clear that. So it's not as sluggish. I also don't eat a lot of like heavy stuff. Like, uh, I don't really, I rarely eat dairy. Like rarely, it's like a rare rarity that I'll have dairy. Um, and like a lot of gluten and stuff, but yeah, I just kind of started to reach, I'm like an obsessive, like it's kind of like somebody said it's my porn and it is a little bit of my porn, like <laughs> all that stuff. So like, I will like, like if you're sick, I will pre-diagnose you and I will have that down to one or two items in the hospital. I've done this for so many people and it's like a game for me and I thrive off it. And I was like, fuck yeah. Like I nice. will like diagnose people to a T. So it's, um, but yeah, you just, it, it's just a matter of knowing how your liver works and what things kind of, you know, flush through it. So a lot of times if you do like a lot of those pills and things like that, it's not necessarily as good because you got to keep making sure that your liver's not sluggish. Basically. Right. That's my problem. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a daily drinker. So, and have been mm -hmm. for a very long time. I'm not a fall down by any means because I, I think that's gross. And I, I actually don't like that feeling, which is weird, but I like to yeah. drink. Um, yeah. It's, I think I drink more to take the edge off. But it's not, yeah. I'm sitting there thinking, I was like, you know what? I don't think about it. What I do is this is this is like 22 or 24 ounces. And I drink like three or four mm -hmm. of these a day. Yeah. So I'm basically just flushing. And I'm like, if I'm not, like, I ref and then at night I'll sit around and like sip on tequila and have that. So I'll end up drinking two or three more of those at night. So in my head, I'm like, I can't be doing that much damage. Well, I mean, like, so like if you just started off with like, like, I think it's like 36 ounces of just water with lemon in the morning and that's all you drink for and then don't have anything for like 15, 20 minutes. That gives your body a good like starting point because you're already in dehydration mode. And again, it just helps to kind of push toxins through. Okay. But that's a really good starting point. And then if you just get on certain like uh, supplements like lemon balm and nettle and I can I can send you a whole bunch of stuff. You know what? Now that I know that you're all about helping out like this, I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna use you. I'm gonna take that yeah. to my head because because like I said, I'm I'm aware of it and I know it's not the best thing. But I also like I said, I'm 
I joke that I'm one of the highly, uh, highest functioning alcoholics I know because I drink every single day. <laughs> and it's not yeah. every day. I take breaks here and there, but not often. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm, I know people who sit around and smoke fucking weed constantly. And I'm like, what's worse, killing my liver or ruining your lungs? Like, where is that line? But at the same time, like yeah, I said, liver health balance. is exactly. There has to be a balance. Like, if I were sitting around drinking soda all day after sitting around having tequila at night, uh, well, soda's just as bad, and people don't realize. I was highly addicted to soda when I was younger. Like, wake up in the middle of the night, like have to have some soda to get back to sleep, kind of thing. So, like, that's yeah, that was it's pretty. That was pretty intense. So, like, I, you know. I had, it's not as bad anymore, but had like a total sugar addiction. And it's just as bad as any drug or alcohol. And people just don't think of it because they have these preconceived notions of what should be bad for you, what should not be bad for you. But it's, it's literally just as bad as everything else. Right. I was a Mountain Dew guy. I was, mm. I would drink a six pack, at least a six pack of Mountain Dew a day. And then I would have two or three because when all of the energy drinks were coming out, Mountain Dew had their own. Yeah. So I was drinking a couple of their energy drinks on top of six, seven, maybe even eight Mountain Dews. So yeah, you were, yeah. And then I'd go out and drink. (laughs) So we're lucky that I'm not dead or really unattractive at this point because that's a lot of, and that went, same thing, that went on for a long time. And then one day I realized like, if I don't start drinking water, I'm just going to die. And I'm, you know, so. You're like, your orchids are all going to shrivel up. Right. It's like, no lubrication in there well you know it worked for keith richards i'm just gonna say it i mean he <laughs> he's an anomaly <laughs> right i was gonna say i don't i don't think that's i don't think that's a, a good like a standard to set because i think at the end of the day i think that the, when this world is over with there's there's going to be cockroaches and keith richards i think that's what the way the way it's going to be <laughs> those are the two things that just refuse to fucking die <clears throat> <laughs> So um, let's talk about you and this BDSM world that we live in um, or that we function in and or however people want to look at it. Um, so you and I first met, um, when we first worked together, I, uh, you told me that you were dominant, but you were also exploring your submissive side and turned out mm-hmm. to be one of the most hardcore bottoms I should say. It still blows my mind that you say that. I'm telling you, dude. You go watch the stuff. You've, I'm sure you've seen at least a, a couple others. I'll have to like off this. I'll have to. I could probably tell you on here a couple of them yeah. that are just as like some of the toughest ones I've seen. And you're right there, if not like. I mean, it's just unbelievable to me. <clears throat> so it's unbelievable to me too. Well, it's because you know I kept seeing like you know everybody in the subspace, and <laughs> I was like, well, I want to, I want to see what that is, you know, and. And so I was just like, uh, you know, and then I got introduced to you and then I saw, you know, and, and I know Ariel personally. And then I saw her doing something. I was like, wow, she trusts, you know, so I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to like try it. And I mean, if you think about it, I tried it first time, like on being filmed and we didn't, you know, know how it goes. Right. And you don't, you just don't know. Cause pain is relevant, right? You get stuck with a needle, you get stabbed with a knife. It's all pain. <laughs> like, right. It's just you know because so it's everybody they think they can take a lot of pain so you just you just don't know but that was that was really and it's it's just such a and it was such a neat perspective for me because I really got to experience the other side you know um because like I, I wouldn't like late I mean yeah I bottled and bottomed bottled bottomed you know for, for that or bottled you know whatever <laughs> 
or whatever that is. But, you know, I don't like identify as a submissive, you know, um, in that regards, I think. And, you know, it's just, it was very personal for me. For me. And I found, I found out recently, it, a lot of times, like, it's a very grounding. Right. You know, it's very, very grounding. And you get, it gives you a chance to work out stuff that gets trapped inside your body. Because I cried that day. Obviously, there was stuff I needed to let go. I know. And, and it so was flattering happened. on my part. I can tell you that. Like, I didn't yeah. know that I was able to take you where we went and that level. I was yeah. like, holy fuck, that was hot. Yeah. Well, and I, it's like, you know, sometimes you wish you could cry all the time, you know, because like when you get to do that, like, it's just, you're just shedding layers of so much stuff that you're just, because I'm definitely one of those people, like, I'll take shit and I'll just bury it down in me. And so there was a lot of stuff I needed to work through. And, you know, and that was like it just a beautiful opportunity to kind of do it. And it was just it was a, it was a great moment. It was a great moment. It was to me. I, I mean, and I, to be like I said, it was like an honor to be able to share that every time that I'm in a situation where I'm able to get someone to that point to where it's set at that level, because we can do the yeah. spanking into this and that. But to get that connection, especially the first time we yeah. worked together and get that connection and get that deep that quickly, I thought was pretty fucking like I said, I was honored that it's, I could get there with you. It's really hot. It's, and it's like it's, it's that synergy, right? So you're getting that synergy going and you just you feel it on both ends. Right. So it's like you're pushing that person to go deeper and you're getting them to kind of like because you see it. Right. You can see it like, uh oh. Like, there it goes, like, there it goes. You're like, I'm just going to keep tapping, like, oh, that little open sore, like, a little bit more, a little bit more. Um, but, yeah, it will. And the thing is about you is, like, you have such great energy and, you, and you're you able to read people so incredibly fast, which is really good. You're also very, which this is things I've been, like, learning lately is, like, you're you're probably what I would consider, which is what I am, is, is transmutable energy. So, you're able to hold space for others. You know, if, if they're able to go to that position, you're able to hold that space for them, but also able to take that energy and transmute it out. Right. Um, and so okay. that's a pretty, that's a pretty powerful thing. And so that's, you know, and it's probably why everybody always wants to work with you. They're like, I'll take like, it. I'll, I'll take Shit. it all day. It's like therapy right there. And that's, you know, I've had a lot of girls say that I've had, um, Phoenix Marie. I don't know if you know who she is. She's, um, I've known her since she's been in the industry. She retired and just came back recently and started working with whoever. But point is that she used to call me, um, years ago when she was dating a male performer and she would text me. He's like, Hey, can we get some therapy? All right. I just yeah. shot you guys a couple weeks ago. And she's like, I know we'll come, we'll do it for free, please. And I'm like, I'm going to pay you just come. And that was the thing. Like it was, that was her way of therapy. And I would have some, and to this day, I still have some miles that are like, like, Papa, I need some help. I need some therapy. I need to get some shit off my chest. Can we work yeah. through something? And I'm like, yeah, come on, let's do it. Yeah, no, it's, it's important. And it's, it's, and I don't think that gets talked about enough. And it's been kind of like a, a, a thing for me or even when like I, you know, clients in just about like holding space for them and get because it's like you're doing shadow work. You know, you're getting people to to face all their demons because they what they're stuck in a position and they can't move. So they're they're in it. Right. Right. They're like stuck in a position. They can't move. They got to take the pain. They have to face it. You know, so like, you know, when you're doing like corporal on something, it starts. It's a vibration. And everything, everything in this world's in a vibration, you know, whether people recognize that or not, like you have a rock and it's vibrating because like, it's all these like particles put together. Right. So if you want to get to that, like universal deep thing, like that's what it is. And what happens is you have these emotions and it keeps getting pressured down, down into your body. 
And so that corp, you know, you get corporal coming in and it's shaking your body and it's rattling you and it's starting to shift things inside. And you're having to deal like, and then you have all the sensations of the pain coming in and your neurons going and you have to react to that. And then you're, you know, screaming to let that out. And then all of a sudden, you know, those emotions that you've been kind of burying deep inside you are starting to like kind of come to that surface. Right. That's, that's, see, I like, that's why I like talking to people about this stuff, especially people that are, that understand it to this level, <clears throat> because it's, I don't think, cause I'm so bad at articulating shit like this. Like you just said it. I was like, in my head, I'm listening to you. I'm like, why can't I talk like that? Like, why can't I describe and, and make it sound so good? Like when I talk about it, I'm like, it's a release. <laughs> and that's all I got. Like, I don't have anything else. And I understand it. And I'm like, when you're, I just, I don't, I don't think that I articulate it properly. And, but I, at the same time, I'm very aware of what's going on and how yeah. it's going on. But that's also the reason I'm not, I don't consider myself a good teacher when it comes to like people like, oh, you should do bondage classes. I'm like, I'm not, I don't do good. I would totally take a bondage class. I did one recently out here. Um, there was a local person um, and he is actual Shibari because you know the whole thing with bondages, unless you've been to Japan and worked with Shibari, you don't get to claim Shibari. That's why when people are like, oh, JP's a Shibari artist. Yeah. No, I'm not. I've never been to Japan. I've never studied under anyone. So this guy um, is pretty high up. Like Osada Steve, when he comes to America, he calls this guy when he gets to Vegas and says, "Hey, can I? Let's go. You know, let's hang out." So that's to me when I heard wow. that, I was like, "Holy shit, Osada Steve and you!" So anyway, Whoa. we were we were at a private party, and someone had hired him and I separately to do a bondage thing. Like it was a show, a performance. And he had already done his. I didn't see his, but he watched me and afterwards was like, we, I, I need to know you. We need to hang out, blah, blah, blah. And we just got to talking. And he was like, I have this thing and we do these classes. And I would, you know, this would be so awesome if you came and did this. And I was like, I don't teach. And he was like, give it a shot. He was like, just what you just did. He's like, if you could explain how yeah. you did what you did just then with her, that's a class. And I was like, but I don't, fine. And I agreed to try it, and I went and did it. And when it was over with, everyone in the class lined up and stood there to come take pictures and talk to me and the, the model. And I was like, and he was like, dude, that was the best class in the world. And I was like, I, I didn't do anything. I didn't think I did anything, but apparently I did. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I need to come down and be your assistant for a while. Your free assistant for a while. I'd be all right with that. <laughs> <laughs> so um with this because just in case anyone doesn't know because we haven't actually used the title that you have in in this realm that we're in in bdsm that you are actual uh domina which is um well why don't you explain it instead of me mansplaining it for you yeah i you know it's funny because when we first started you know like and i didn't even realize you know i mean people can be called different things like master domina um mistress you know, sometimes they'll use the term lady, you know, whatever the case may be. You know, I kind of stumbled upon Domina's kind of an accident because I think it was like on Twitter and, you know, I had been given the name Helena and then I was trying like, you know, so I was coming up and I was like, there was like a mistress Helena. So I just kind of picked Domina, but it really kind of actually suited me more than I, than I realized. Because um, somebody asked me, well, why did you pick that? And I was like, I don't know, because the mistress was taken. You know, like, wasn't that deep? You know, it just right. really wasn't. But, you know, I think I even can, you know, you know, Domina is just short for dominant, you know, in a sense, you know. 
I mean, maybe there's a more deeper meaning that I than I know about than, but it just kind of suits me because sometimes you know I don't necessarily fall into that mistress line, but I do feel like I fall into that, you know, going to the the I guess the honorific title of domina in right. a sense. I I've always I I don't know exactly in the hierarchy of titles where domina falls, but to me because I've only known a few, you being maybe the second. Because I know plenty of mistresses. I know a goddess. Um, Area and goddesses. Eh? Yeah, and I know so- uh, Soma, who's what I was going to say, uh, who's the goddess. But then there was, uh, and then there was Princess. I know Donna, and I know a couple others. But there's you, and there's um, I can't think of her name now, and I feel like a shit for not uh, remembering her name. But she is actually um, Soma's dominant, and I- I've always called her Domina, and I cannot think of her name. Something Domina M, maybe. I don't know. I'm gonna have to look. I know what you're talking about. She has a shaved head. Yes, beautiful, beautiful yes. woman, shaved head, yes. and I think she's also like this huge Hello Kitty freak. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um, and I yeah, can't. A whole. Um, she's with that whole crew that does um, the hooks. Uh, uh yes. Uh, she's with um. You know what? I'm... Uh, core. Is it core? I think it's like Echo or um. Chaos something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, God damn it, because I know the guy that does all the piercing, uh, Schmears. Schmears, yeah. Yeah, Meister Schmears, and uh, what the fuck is this? Uh, Embrace chaos. Yes, thank you. Yes. Um. So yeah. So you, besides her, you're the only other domina I know. So it's on because of me having such a high respect for um, Soma and everyone else that you know that's under her. I was like, she and the few times I've only been around her, she's just so striking and powerful and she just stands there like she's not a overly talkative person or at least when i met her so it's just she's very just you know right so to me domina seems to have a higher level on the hierarchy that's just me because of my experience i like i said i don't know anybody i'm sure someone listening or watching i'll be like oh well jp you're wrong and here's the reason (laughs) do you not know do you not know the whole industry you've been doing this for 17 years now Oh my gosh, I hate those people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I just, to me, like I really like holding space for people and I love for people to get in t- touch with their dark side. I think that's like really great. And I love the synergy that takes place. And I've been doing like a lot of energy work, so I've been understanding that more. Um, and it's just, you know, getting people to, you know, play with their shadows and becoming, you know, you become a better person with it. You should be friends with your shadow. Yeah. <laughs> you really should. You really should know how dark you can be because yeah. it really, because if you don't, like, it's going to come out some way or the other and, you know, in some inappropriate way. So you really should get in touch, you know, with all that because it's also, too, you just, you know, you, that is a part of you. So right. if you don't really understand all of yourself, then, you know some way or the other, it's going to make its way known. Right. And that's, that's not just a BDSM. That's like in the world period. That's everyday life. Right. Yeah. That's everyday life. And that's why I tell people like there's certain things if I don't do, then the, the monster comes out and I'm not talking like ha ha fun. I'm talking about like this, this, the, the nasty person that's inside. Like I, I think everyone has it and it's a way to keep it under control to where you can be the nice person. You can be the good uh, partner. You can be the good parent. Mm-hmm. You can be the good whatever it is that you are in any, you know, relationship, but to be that way, that monster has to stay checked. And if you don't do going to the gym, doing um, yoga, meditation, 
BDSM, whatever, if you don't check it somehow, it, it rears its head. And sometimes it just rears its head and you're an asshole. But other times you go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you should, you should be like, you should touch the dark side. There were some pretty important laws, in, universal laws in Star Wars. You know? so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's a really good point. Should really go back. What was I was no, and the reason why I did that, I went back and I watched all the Star Wars, and it really does. And it was something. It was something. It got really into like her, like understanding a little bit of like hermetics and universal laws and stuff like that. And the person was like, "I'm telling you, go back and watch Star Wars," and you know, like because you don't think about it, right? Because it was like entertainment. But you go back, and there's like, I'm like, huh, son of a bitch. Yeah. Look at that. You know. I've seen that also, reference from several people that they say that, that like um, that Star Wars is there's a lot more philosophy and religion, mm-hmm. and not like just yeah. Christianity, but like global shit. Like if you oh, really pay attention, God. yeah, it's crazy. Universal laws, yeah. like there's a lot of stuff that it goes into, and so you just don't think about it. But when you go back, and it was my first time like going back and not looking at it. I mean, I always loved Star Wars, and maybe that was why I was always drawn to it on a subconscious level. But when you go back and you listen to it, and you're like, huh. Huh. You know, everything's connected. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The force. Isn't that what it is? The force is basically yeah. what connects everything, whether it's the dark or the yeah. light. It's still just the force. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> now you're making me sit there and go, you know what? I've been looking for something I can sit my kid down and fucking binge. Because we. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. And then I watched the Baby Yoda one, too. I, I went through it all. Oh, so you're all the you from the very beginning up to now. <clears throat> yeah. But I like I just spent a week and I was like, I'm just going to. Watched them all. Now, did you do it in the correct order, or did you do it in the way they yeah. were released? Um. Oh no, I think I did it in the way they were released. Okay. Think about how now. Now, damn it! Now I have to go back. <laughs> 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 gotta do it again. There's some points. <laughs> like now, I gotta go start with Baby Yoda. I got to do it all in reverse. Now, is that one, is the newest one with Baby Yoda, is that one out on, like, DVD release or whatever? Can you basically go on? It's just, like, a little series that's on the, I think you mean, it's, I think it's through the Disney Channel or whatever that, you know, Netflix. But it's just, like, it's, I forgot what it's called. It begins with, like, an M. Mandal- mandolin? Mandolin? I don't know. Something, something I'm sure of that my sort. little person would know what it is. If I said, okay, and we bought, like, when he was telling us, he was like, oh, look, the force awakens and blah 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 all the newer newer shit basically since disney took it over and yeah. i was like listen homie you know this is not star wars i'm gonna show you yeah. and we went and got like the blu-ray disc set and i was like you're gonna sit down and if you can get through these then i'll sit down and watch star wars with you so maybe that's See, what i could do i gotta do it in reverse now now you're gonna start with baby yoda i know. go <sighs> i know gotta do that now it's so weird, man, because it was so uh, such an iconic part of my childhood, and then, Isn't it the- and then it's and then it's just it's it's so muddled and bleh now. Like it's just it's like what stop making them. Like there used to be there was this beauty, and then like you talked about Star Wars. To me, I still remember the first three, period. Yes, and then exactly. which were supposed to be the second three, which were I guess four, five, and six or whatever. And I was just like, yeah. shut up, just. Quit fucking with me. Quit trying to change things. And I get that there's the bigger story, but it's like Disney's like, oh, well, now we'll do a spinoff over here and then over here and then over there. And then that one way out in left field that you saw as a background actor, he's got a story. We're going to tell that one. It's like, stop yeah, it. I don't, yeah, like I'll do the Yoda one because the Yoda was a pivotal character, but I don't know. If, like, oh, yeah, there's cartoons. I was like, come on. Now, you, now you're just like, 
ah, you're just sabotaging it. Yeah, just now it has no meaning. Now, now the meaning's lost. Yeah. <clears throat> so at least we still have the original ones, even if they were yeah. four, five, and six. They're, and they're still so great. They're so great. Yeah. Oh, they're so great. They stand up like when Mike, when this was probably three, four years ago when we got the DVDs for him and I watched them and I was like, these fucking things still hold up. Did you know that <clears throat> Empire Strikes Back, I think? I love that one. That part of that was shot in the fucking armory. What? Yep. There was a part where they had the huge, big fucking ship and it's in outer space and it gets fucking blown to bits. That part was actually shot in the fucking drill core of the armory when it was still abandoned. No way. Yeah, because you know the armory was abandoned. Say what? That's some iconic history right there. Yeah. Um, They were looking for, they finally found, Peter finally found an image um, that showed, you know, like how they had it set up out in the drill core and then pulled back. So it was like a BTS shot of it. But it was like really grainy, really shitty. And it was like it probably... and it wasn't taken on a smartphone because there weren't smartphones when they shot that movie, but it was that kind of, or not smartphone, flip phone. Like it was a really horrible fucking picture. But yeah. it was shot in there because the armory was abandoned for 30, 35 years, maybe. It just sat there empty. So they wow. were at some point were like, hey, we're going to, can we use the space? And whoever, the city, I, I think, I think it was the city that owned it at the time. And they were like, yeah, go in there. So that's where part of, I think it was Empire Strikes Back. So fascinating. Yeah. That place has got so much history. I was just talking to someone um, yesterday and we were talking about it because he it was uh, Michael Vegas because he was, um, he performed and was at the armory for a little bit. And yeah. it's one of those things that if you never made it in the armory and you were never there, like you tell these stories and people are going to be like, sure you did. Because it's just yeah. such a remarkable and yet unbelievable place that existed the way it did. Yeah. So, because you were there, you you came to the armory. I never got to film at the armory. I did go visit the armory a couple of times, um, but I never. Once I started filming for Kink, that's when they stopped filming in the armory, and so I was like, "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> you at least got to go in the building, though. Huh? You at least got to go in the building. I got to go in the building. I got to go like down where like that old like shooting range was, and there's that little river, and you right. go back in there. Yeah. So I kind of I, I saw a little intricate parts of there. I lived in that building for three months, I think. Like when I first started working there, they called me. We did the negotiations over the contracts. And then when they told me, you know, okay, sign the piece of paper. And I sent it back to them. They're like, all right, when do you need me? And they're like, tomorrow morning. I was like, I just signed the papers. It's like three o'clock in the afternoon. And they're like, and you're going to be on a seven o'clock plane tomorrow morning coming up here. I was like, okay. And they told me, pack a bag. You're going to be staying a while. You've got work to do. And I was hired, so I basically showed up. They took me in the HR office, did all my paperwork, and then handed me a pseudo kind of lease that I had to sign that basically said I couldn't move in and sit there and be like, all right, bitches, now I'm here. You can't. Basically, it eliminated squatters' rights. Squat. Yeah. Yeah. And so I lived there. My fucking son was conceived in the armory. Shut. Wow. When I was living there before I had an apartment, um, the wife would come up and visit every couple of weeks and – one day she, we were doing what you and I are doing now, sitting here Skyping, and it was late. I'm in my office, and I'm like, it's fucking winter, and I'm like, it's so cold in this building. And I'm like, I'm going to my room, which is across those big-ass hallways to another area that was the size of an off, one of the offices. And I jumped in the bed and fucking sat there and hoped I could just go to sleep before I froze. And then my wow. phone rings, and I'm like, what the fuck? And it's her, and I'm like, what? And she's like, get on Skype. I'm like, babe, I'm in the bed. She's like, get on Skype. And I'm like, oh, shit. 
So I go in and as the picture shows up, all you see is pregnant. <laughs> no. So that's how I found out that I was going to be a dad was via Skype or whatever thing that we were doing at the time. But yeah, he was conceived in the fucking armory. How's that for some shit? The first one, as far as I know. Wow. Wow. And then like three months later, the owners, um, the owner and his uh, wife got pregnant. Something in the air, huh? It was at that time. (laughs) (laughs) Something was going on. Something, something, something. So um, where's, oh, wrong paper. I've got like notes on the computer, notes on paper, like my desk. Thank God no shot sees what's under this framing right about here because it's bad. It's just a (laughs) shit show. Um, so where did we go? So, oh, and I've never finished asking the first part. Um, so do you have a preference over being a dominant or a submissive? Cause I, well, actually, I don't know. Would you call what we did you being submissive or was it you just bottoming? Masochistic. I would. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like that. I, um, you know, it's, I mean, I wish I got to explore my masochistic side more, but there's only like, I mean, there's only like a few people that I've done that for, but to kind of not like sidetrack and stuff like that um so like i think because if you work with a lot of submissive women so i think it's just like an easy connotation for you to go to like you know say submissive but you know i feel like i just just definitely fall more into a masochistic side than more of a submissive side right um and it's funny it's like you know and especially like because you know there's the guys who are into bdsm because (laughs) we all know those guys most of those guys (laughs) They're like, oh, you're a sub, you know. I want you to do a submit. I'm like, I'm not a submissive, like you idiot. Like, Homie, don't play but then that the guys, shit. But the, yeah, but then the guys who are masochists, they're like, oh, that was so cool that you did it because then they felt like this bond, right? Because they were like, she went through that, like that's really fucking cool. Um, but yeah, I just I feel like you know I, I kind of have that whole sadomasochist kind of you know kind of thing going on, and um, it, you know, like I said, it, it and to kind of. I, I don't get to do that much and it would be really great to like explore that more. I did when I was, I was going, like I was doing like session tours and I always do the East coast every year. And I just had a really hard time like grounding myself. Like I couldn't meditate. I couldn't do anything. I was just kind of like, Ugh. and I was like, fuck, I need to get whipped. Like I just, I, I need to get whipped. And I hired, I hired someone who was really good. And, um, and she's like known for like, you know, doing like, uh, like her bondage is more like encasement and stuff like that. Um, and, and she has, and I felt like she had like the same, it's Troy Orleans. Like I felt like she had like the same like energy that you did. Like it was more of like, it's, it's an energetic realm. Like that's kind of what you feel. And so I was like, I sent off like an email, like requesting a session. And that was like nerve wracking. Cause then I was on the other side again. And I was like, Oh my God, did I do it right? Did I, I did I put more things on her website? I was shit, shit. And I'm like going back, rereading my email. And I was like, and then like, I'm like waiting, like as I nervously sent that all off. Cause I was just like, I fucking needed to get whipped. I needed right. to kind of like come back to myself because I was so like, I felt like all over the place and I just couldn't get grounded and so yeah i did that that's awesome that's super fucking yeah. awesome yeah um so when you as as a top do you feel more are you more of a sadist or um it depends on the person you have on the other end you know okay. like how 
Yeah, and it just feels like it's it's you know because it has to be that connection, and you have to be able to go there with that person. So, and then like you know, not not everybody's going to allow you to kind of go there with it, you know. So you're pretty fluid. So, yeah, I would say so. Okay. I would say so. Like I, I'm definitely a very sadistic tease. Like I love getting people worked up and you know leaving. So that I've I've always had that. You know, I love getting people just absolutely worked up and you know, they don't get anything, you know, like that's a fun hell as hell for me. But, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, how, you know, to, to say like, unless you, unless you have like sessions that are just 100% like you have true masochists the whole time, then, you know, that would kind of depend on, or like if you had a partner that was like a heavy masochist, then you would definitely be more in the, you know, sadist realm. But I mean, definitely it's there. It just kind of depends on like the person that I have, like in front of me. Right. Do you have a preference? Like if you could have any bottom, like what, <clears throat> which kind of session do you, I mean, do you do more of like, do you enjoy sensory more? Do you enjoy like just the straight out pain? Do you get off on watching them cry and beg? Like if you could have your perfect scene, how would it go? You know, I, I don't know if there is really one thing because I think you kind of have to change it up a little bit because sometimes because like it can be a lot, a lot of little things because like I mean think about it there's a lot of little things that you do like even when you do a scene like if you have somebody blindfold on and then you know they hear like you walking you know that's sensory stuff you know so I think it's it's a culmination you know I mean it's I remember one time I had this one guy and he's he's actually a therapist too which is always cool when you get people like that. Um, and I was just slapping him and slapping him and he was getting pissed off and I'm just laughing cause he was getting so pissed off and I'm just like fucking just slapping him. Just, he was just in a sitting kneel position, like in a worship position. I was like, just kept fucking slapping him. <laughs> <laughs> he was he's so angry and I was like, oh, this is fucking great. You know, cause I could just see like the anger, like boring, you know, I mean, it wasn't anything like out of the boundary realm or whatever the case might have been, but, but at the end he was like, man, I really wanted to hit you back. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> some shit huh and he was like yeah I go, maybe you needed to work through that exactly <laughs> you know so i mean i love pushing people past where they can go so i don't know if it necessarily just falls on one spectrum because like i don't think anybody's falls falls on one spectrum it's just like where where do i see that you need it and where can i transmute it or take it to where it needs to go so right. it's different for everyone i agree and it also, I think it depends on your day too. Cause like I've got days where I come in and I've had girls come with and work with me and they're like, you kind of took it easy on me today. I was like, I wasn't in the mood not to, it, to dot, but I was in the, I was in the mood to fuck you up. Like I was, I was flirty. Yeah. I was horny. I was in a mood to do something different today. So that's what you got. Yeah. Cause sometimes it's just banter. Sometimes it's just shit talking. Yeah. Sometimes it's just leaving them the fuck alone. I feel like yeah. that's that's still probably one of the most evil things I've ever done is had someone come in and be like, come on, come on, come on, come on. And I'm like, yeah. You just ignore them. Just, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was, yeah, I was talking. I was, I was doing like another podcast and the girl, she was wanting to uh, explore her more submissive side. And she would, da, 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 da. I go, you know, I think somebody just needs to ball gag you and stick you in the corner. <laughs> like, yeah. that's all you get. Like, you face the corner, ball gag, can't talk. That's all you get. She's like, really? Yeah, like that's what you get. Yeah, so I, I mean, yeah. It's so just to say, it always falls in one spectrum. I don't, I don't think so because it's just a lot of things. And I mean, do you want it to fall in one spectrum? I mean, I would hope not because that would get very routine. Yeah, it would get, it would get boring. 
And I think that's one of the yeah. problems with a lot of the, and not all. So anybody who quote, gets upset, I'm not talking about all, but there's a, there is a, no absolutes. yeah, there's no absolutes, but there's a, a larger group of lifestylers who, for lack of a better term, are more like one trick ponies and not all, not even the majority, but there's a group there's, it, it's like with everything, there's always bad apples and yeah, there's the ones course. who they have, I do this and this and this, and that's it. They've never tried to learn anything else. They've never tried to be a better or more versatile, not better, or more versatile yeah. top. And yeah. I'm trying to choose my words because I don't want to piss off anybody. But it's, it's just that it's BDSM is so vast, right? It's just that it's like you open Pandora's box and it's just this container that cannot be filled, right? Right. Because it just keeps going and going and going and going. So it's like if you categorize it into one way, I think you're 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 limiting the scope of what it can can be, and you're limiting you're also limiting the scope of yourself in human sexuality and human energy, and just like you know, it's just it just goes beyond, and so it's like trying to it's like I don't know. Do you ever find it a hard time? Somebody's like, oh, you do BDSM, and you're like, yeah, and you're like, I hate trying to explain it because it's so unless you're in it, it's really you know some of it's very. hard hard to explain unless you experience it because it's just like it's that little rock that gets you know thrown and and does all these ripples right let's see again it's so eloquent the way you say that like i would have been like uh fuck you (laughs) like i wouldn't i wouldn't have the words so but it is it's very it's a to sit there and try and explain someone and God knows I've had to because the wife and her mother, mommy groups, like when we moved to different areas, especially when he was little, when we would move out uh, the uh, suburbs of San Francisco, we had groups and we made really awesome friends. But of course, then there was the, JP, can I ask you something? And they all had the questions. And then I'm sitting there trying to explain this and it's not fitting into that little box of 50 shades of fuck you that they've just yeah. read. So they're like, I don't, this doesn't make, you do what now? And they do they how and they still like you afterwards like they're so confused and i'm like it's and and i again if i could explain it the way you've explained it so far today i'd be like they'd have probably been yeah. like oh this is hot but i'm explaining it I'm like duh 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 click click duh like i everything came out of my mouth sounded stupid yeah well it's funny because like there was like somebody i was matching with on tinder <laughs> and i don't quote <laughs> what i do Right. And so like they were asking me like what gets me off and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I don't want to ask these answer these questions right? <laughs> because it's like uh, and I was just like, you know, and it, it things are very psychological for me. Like you have to intrigue me and you have to like, I don't know, like it's just like I like a very smart, dark humored person because they're probably a deviant and I'm a deviant and like, right. you know, and so I was like, you know, I like things primal and like, and then I was like, shit, they don't know that term. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I this SSC and like, shit, neither person was like, what's SSC? <laughs> and I was like, special. They're like, oh yeah, I do it too. And I was like, oh well. <laughs> but I mean, it just like, you know, so like I have to, you know, because it's like, it doesn't mean I want to be that, you know, I have to dom them during sex, right? I'm just saying like, okay, I want something that's a little bit more primal, you know, that's like, it's a level playing field. But it's like, you know, and the person's like, well, no, like what gets you off? I was like, look, (laughs) I've probably done more or experienced more than most humans being done. I got, without getting into my whole personal life. So I'll just leave it at that. Right. I go, that being said, I need to be intrigued. You know, and then like I just was like, and then you know they were like, well, you said kink, so what about BDSM? So I just started listing stuff, and they just go, oh, 
Right. It's usually a shorter <laughs> list just to say these are the things I don't like. Yeah. But it's hard. You know what I mean? It's hard. But I'm just like, it really boils down to the day. Like it's, it's sometimes it's, sometimes it's hard to find just a hookup when you've done so much because like, you don't know, you're just trying to find somebody that's like on that mental fortitude is the same as you. And that's what can get you off more these days than like, you know, right. And I think that's one of the problems with the younger people, especially the men. And I'll say this because the men are the ones that seem to be the most fragile and the men are the ones that have the biggest fucking ego and can't get out of their way. So when they hear of a woman that is like, oh, you're into BDSM, I'm going to spank that ass. I'm going to own that pussy. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Like, don't even do that. And most of the time when they see that, and the first thing in their head is I'm going to spank them or I'm going to choke them or whatever and it's like you don't know what you're doing quit trying to be a badass and the advice i try and give men like that will listen is shut up and listen let her tell you what she likes and then let her correct you because you're going to do it wrong because every woman's not the same and then once you pay attention and you take your fucking ego and set it outside of the bedroom and you actually just listen to what she has to say and pay attention to how she likes and what she wants and what makes her purr, then you're being a fucking man. The rest of the time you're being a fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. So more men, if we could just convince more, but you know, it took me a long time. I, in my twenties, I was that guy that was like, yeah, I'm going to own this. I I thought I was Mr. Fucking man. I mean, you kind of go into that whole programming and be thinking that's what it is, right? Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, I don't know. It's like, here's the thing, especially now that like, like I said, I've, you know, I went through like my own like healing where I was like working with all these healers and I was like learning so much and, you know, I was healing myself and, and all this. And they all kept saying, oh, you know, without them really knowing what I do, all different. They're like, oh, you're going to be doing this and this with your, like, you know, um, you know, sexual healing and stuff like that and working with groups and stuff. And it's just like we just don't talk about that energy, right? That you – that sexual energy is such a part of us because that's what we were made from. Right. And we don't take care of it and we don't understand it and we don't learn about it. And it goes beyond, it's it's a life, it's part of your chi life force. And it really is what, like, if you can learn how to harness that and harness that through sex, that carries you out into your projects and, you know, and stuff like that. And and that can be, you know, helped with in BDSM sessions because it's like, you're also like, you're, you're diving into that dark side and those kinks. But whether it's like you're into BDSM or you're into tantric or you're into whatever, it's just learning about that sexual energy is just so important. And we're like just taught that it's kind of one way, and it's just like there's so just so much more to it. And I think the the thing that most people neglect to do, especially in relationships, is just talking and listening, because yeah, so many people go into it because there's no talk, there's no there's the, the and I don't know the answer to it, but I I do know that raising children and having a conversation instead of throwing some book at them or showing them here, you know, instead or of just kind and you can only do this and you can't do this and shaming them instead of giving them information and even a place to go look so you know as a parent maybe i don't have all the answers but here's what i can show you and then and and, but i'm i'm already having conversations with my kid and he's fucking eight because he's i hear him say things i'm like oh okay well now we need to have this conversation because to me i don't remember being I, i remember being silly and goofy and i don't remember thinking about but he's 
he also amazes me with how smart he already is. But so he talks about certain things and we're like, all right, I heard sex come out of your mouth. Let's have a talk about this. And he's like, oh man, I don't want to do this. And I was like, don't treat me like your dad right now. Treat me like a teacher. Think of me as someone who's going to try and help you. Part of the human response system, right? right. There's it's, the shyness. It's, it's, we just have such, uh, we just view it in such a bad way. Not in a bad way because everybody's like, oh, fuck, I want to fuck, you know, I want to have sex. But it's like, no, it's a vital, it's right. a vital life force and it's a vital and it's, and it's, and, you know, like I said, it's really will, what will propel you forward and take you forward it's, as long as you know how to harness it in a healthy way and long you learn how to like shed the stress and, and, and like, and sh you know, do think, you know, shed that everything that you, that's been holding you back, all those layers, but it's just, we're just, they really don't teach you how to take care of yourself when you're little, you know? No. So you get out to this world and you're like, oh, I gotta get a job, I gotta get married, gotta have kids, and then you're like fucking miserable, and then all shit starts to happen, right? Because you were never taught in the beginning right. of how to take care of yourself, you know, mind, body, and soul. and get in touch with your shadows and all that stuff and it's just really fucking important and so that's where there's a huge disconnect and i think it's because it we have and you know i was talking to someone the other day too that there's this there's this unfucking that has to happen with the the younger generation and it was with us yeah. too and it's trying to mm -hmm. unfuck because most people don't think the way you and i think or uh, and uh, there's a lot of us that think this way and they're open-minded but yeah. they still think that, you know, oh, are you trying to kiss a girl at school? That's gross. And play these things up. So suddenly these kids are like, oh, it's gross. I don't want to kiss a girl or I don't want to do this. Like or, head. Yeah. And, and so to unfuck this ignorance and unfuck this even misogyny that happens, it's such because it's influenced by all of your friends who are influenced by their parents. So no matter how awesome you may be doing or think you're doing of a job at home, all of this outside influence is happening and, you're, and now you're finding yourself trying to, as you were saying, pulling back layers, trying to unfuck everything that's been piled on just to get back down to say, it doesn't have to be that way. Your friends aren't as smart as they think that they are. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 you know what? It's like when you really start, you know, can you have the joke about the matrix, but like when you really start to like pull back layers and like, cause like, I think I started doing that probably about an hour and a half ago. Cause I started working with like all these healers and you know, and then they love what I do. Like they just think that's like, you know, I'm really lucky with the people like I've connected with, but and you just start pulling back the layers and then you start getting into like quantum physics and things of that sort. And just like how things kind of like laws of the universe and how things kind of play out. And it's just like, it, there's just so much out there and there's just so, I, you know, I was like, you know, I went through some shit and then I was like, you know, why is this happening or whatever? And then like, I always thought, well, there's, it's gotta be more out there. So I just kind of had all these questions. I was like, there's gotta be more out there. There's gotta be more out there. So when you start diving, diving, diving deep and just asking questions and just how things work and how things come across and you just find out so many things are connected and we've just been not, we've been as a human just disconnected from it all. Right. And it's weird how it happened. Like, because our ancestors and my, and not that long ago, like a uh, hundred, 150 years ago, it was an entirely yeah. different world. There was a lot less people, but there was, I mean, I think 150 years ago, which isn't, I saw so 150 years ago. That's 
I'm not going to do the math because I'm going to look like a fool on the spot. But the, the fact is there weren't grocery stores. There you go. Well, off camera, do the calculator. There was, I mean, there, there was trading. People took care of themselves. There was no TV. I don't think there was a radio uh, 150 years ago. There were these things and people were still very connected to their food and their, yeah. their earth and to each other. And now the more convenience we have. <laughs> yeah. And the way we've, we've sold all of this is that, well, this is more convenient. So, you know, it's at first it's like, well, now we have these grocery stores. So you're not as connected to your food and you don't know where it's coming from. Um, yeah. And people so used to you taught your children how to hunt and how to grow and how to harvest and how to do these things. And it was all connection to the earth and to being a human. And we've pulled exactly. further and further away that there's times like I have to take my kid. I used to. I don't have any more because now it's the total opposite. Used to. I'm like take your shoes off, come outside with me, and we'd go stand. And we'd just stand in the grass barefoot and just talk. Something as simple as putting your bare feet. Yeah. Yeah, you're supposed to. like, And and it makes sense now because like when I was younger, I hated having my shoes on. I was always like running around. I always had dirty feet. Like I still kind of do, you know, because I'm always like running around barefoot. But it's so important because like there's a rhythm to everything. And, you know, there's rhythm within sound and there's, you know, and again, it goes back to that vibrational thing. But there's also to like when you get into frequencies and you get into like sound, like sound baths and stuff like that. But when you get into like frequencies and then you do like the designs that come with the, so each frequency makes a design. Then you, what's weird is you find those designs out in nature. So like if one of the frequencies is like the shape of like the design of like the turtles like what their shell is. Right. Um, there's also, there's this, I think it's like an, okay, Saturn has on top like this octagon kind of looking thing. Okay. Um, and so it's just like you you find all these patterns that are out in the nature and out in the universe and it's all these f- levels of frequency. And those frequencies have healing mechanisms in them too. Well, isn't that where sounding but, started? Or sound, no? Sounding? Not, not sounding, sorry. Sorry. Sound bath? <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm crossing. It's the uh, the tuning fork. The, the tuning fork used yeah. to be used to help healing, right? Yeah, those can yeah, those can definitely like, you know, you can use you can utilize those like and then the sound bowls and stuff like that. But it's 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 just but it, it is it's pretty crazy like all the shit that that's out there when you really start researching and you really start kind of going in and just seeing like okay, where what is this how does this all relate? It's all really relatable. Right. I mean, we've gotten even to where now, like you, everything is so, again, going back to the convenience thing, is that here's this piece of furniture and you're going to pay so much money for it, but it's press board and it's a piece of shit and it's not even the quality that we grew up with, but now yeah. it's it's artisanal. It's this crafted, handcrafted, and, they, and now it's this trendy new term. Um, sorry, the wife just texted me. Um <laughs> I'm I'm disciplining our dog, and it's the other dog. She's like, it's the other one. I'm putting his collar on now. So, uh, but it's we, we're at a point now where people are like, well, now we the normal is no longer a high quality of anything. It's subpar, yeah. and we have gotten to a point to where if we want it because we've had it subpar for so long, and people started coming to terms with like, this isn't that great. This isn't you know you hear it all the time. Well, it, it used to be better when I was younger. It was better made when my parents had it or whatever. And now people are starting to come back around and they're charging crazy amounts of money for exactly what they had 150 years ago, which was well-made products 
food from the yeah. earth that was non-GMO and non all this. And it was done in a way that wasn't trying to kill people and poison people. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So we're yeah. coming full circle with all the technology and just calling it artisanal. Artisanal. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the subs I know, like on Twitter, took a picture and it said artisanal, but the way it was all, like it just said artisanal. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, there's a lot of art in anal. <laughs> it's true. Um, there, there was a, uh, a restaurant that we used to go to in the Mission. Um, this great Mexican food, and it was right around the corner from the Armory. And across the street, they had this cute little bodega. Not a bodega. It was more like a boutique kind of store. I don't even know what they sold in there. And the name yeah. of the place was Therapy. What it looked like <laughs> because they split it, and they had these funky letters. And it every time I to this day, I'd sit down. And it was the Rapey. And I <laughs> do you remember that Saturday Night Live? No, tell me though. <laughs> it was an old Saturday Night Live, and, and they were like all these old. Like one was Burt Reynolds, and one was like one of the James Bonds. Um, but anyhow, they were doing it off of a game show, like uh, what does it call it? Jeopardy game show, right? And they were like, and it said therapist, and they were like the rapist. <laughs> <laughs> You should go back and watch it. It's I'm gonna fucking have to, hilarious. I'm going to make a note of that because <laughs> that. But it's like, yeah, it's the, old, it's the old school. So, yeah, it was one guy was Burt Reynolds. And the other guy was like, oh, gosh. Wait, he was one of the old James Bond guys. And he, <laughs> they're like, no, not the rapist, the therapist. He's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I'll take the rapist for you. I'm just like, no. <laughs> Like, the hoes would get so pissed off. So it's fucking classic. I was going to say, yeah, I'll have to go look that one up. That one sounds fucking funny. And coincidental, because like I said, that was just, it's just this random thing. And every time, I don't even remember what you said, but something triggered it. And I was like, I, that's the thing I oh, always. Artisanal, artisanal? Yes, yeah, exactly. Artisanal, artisanal. <clears throat> also, going back to what you said earlier, um, we were talking about dirty feet. Or you were talking about how your feet are dirty all the time. When he was little, we had. You know, you, there's, everybody does their own thing. There's no hand, there's no handbook that tells you how to raise a kid. So you do the best right. you can. And we, he was still, he was walking, but we, he didn't have shoes for the first, I think, year of his life. Because we're like, why are we putting shoes on him? He doesn't use them. So he, when he even, once he started walking, he was barefoot all the time because he just, that's the way he was. And we had, um, the wife was waiting on me at a farmer's market in the Bay Area. I'd get off the train after work and I'd walk down and meet him at the farmer's market. And then we'd all go home from there. And every time they went, she would stop off and get this big kettle or this bag of kettle popcorn because he loved it. And the fucking thing was as big as he was. So he's holding this thing as big as him and reaching over his head and cramming so it in cute. his mouth. And he was just a filthy mess when I showed up. And yeah. I was like, what the hell has he been into? And she's telling me the story. And then she says this random woman walks up and she was like, in case you needed to know, you're doing it right. The fact that you're letting him sit there and be that dirty and eat his popcorn right there, basically off the street. She was like, that's the way it's supposed to be. And we kind of came up with this. And it wasn't us by any, by any means. I probably saw it somewhere. But it was like the dirty feet, happy soul kind of thing. Because it's, mm -hmm. that's what it is. When you're being that way and you're touching things and you're not giving a fuck, especially when it's back to the earth, it's good for you. All of it's good for you. But it has those vibrations that are going through it and those cycles and those rhythms. And he's like just connecting with them. So that's really cool that you guys go out there and just stand in the grass. Yeah. It was, I read it somewhere and it was like, and it said something. It was like, I was reading something at the end of it. It was like, when's the last time you just stood barefoot, not on pavement 
or in your house. Like, and I was thought, and I was like, fuck, it has been a long time. So now yeah. I make the effort to just go out and stand, like go somewhere and put your feet on and just sit there. And, and it, you, I, me personally, I can feel it. Like I can tell a difference, but you stand there 10 minutes a day with your feet touching the earth, bare feet. It makes a difference. Yeah. I'm going to make sure I do that. Today. <clears throat> it's good for you. I am. It is. I agree. We just, uh, we took the kid out. He's been wanting to go camping and it's Vegas and it's hot as fuck. So I told him we had a couple days recently where it cooled off a lot. Excuse me. And when I say cooled off, I mean it got down to 90 degrees during the day. So it was down in the 70s at night. And the first night was fucking incredible, but we had to get up super early the next morning. And I was like, I've got to do this. I, we can't do it today. We'll do it tomorrow because it'll still be nice enough. And we um, set up a tent in the backyard and had and camp because I'm like, the COVID, you can, I'm not going to go anywhere. I don't trust fucking anybody right now. And but yeah, we set yeah. up and had a camping trip out in the backyard. We had a little cafe lights that hang around our patio, so oh. we had those up as on like the night light so, for him, yeah. and just fucking camped out. And it was fucking super nice. My back sore from it, but it was super nice. Yeah, we used to go camping all the time when I was younger. We because uh, I grew up in um, Northern Virginia, DC. Okay. We used to go up to Blue Ridge Mountains, and, you know, Appalachian. We used to go. Um, my dad would go canoeing. We go inner tubing down like the Shenandoah River, and so we did a lot of stuff in nature. It's, oh, I love nature. So anytime I can get out there, that's the, again that's the downside of being in Vegas is we get three months, three and a half months of just don't go anywhere. The best thing to do is stay inside in the air conditioning, and it sucks because it's so fucking hot. And then you get this month and a half of autumn and month and a half of spring and it's beautiful and then it gets fucking cold and rainy or it's hot as fuck so you've got yeah. three ish months of this gorgeous weather and everyone else is the same way so that everything gets flooded so you have to now go searching for a place that no one goes to or no one knows about and everyone yeah. seems to know about all the places yeah it was so funny because i even kind of like contemplated moving back down there and my my girlfriend was down there and then I just went like paddle boarding recently and she's like eh, I don't think you're gonna like it <laughs> she was like, like I've been like you know traveling a lot this past like year and a half like been going with like a group like a go heli boarding so like are you going on a helicopter on top of these mountains and coming down and you know and just doing like all this like unique stuff and then I'm like you know, I, I scuba dive too and I was like bummed because I haven't been able to you know do it this year out in California um, but I was like, oh, I'm going to go do that. But then I just, you know, went paddleboarding and I was like, oh, and we're going through all these canals and stuff like that. She's like, yeah, I don't, I don't think you're going to enjoy it. And I was like, yeah, I don't know, maybe. Well, you still have Lake Mead out here and that's, that's 45 minutes from Vegas. Oh, that's true. <clears throat> like we have, there's a place that's called, uh, it's called Kingman Wash and it's right. So if you leave, I forget what the freeway direction is, but you basically leave Vegas and you start heading towards Arizona. And it's yeah. right where the Hoover Dam is. So you could cross over that big bridge. It's up above Hoover Dam. If you know what I'm talking yeah. about, like when you're the, the, the yes, place. Okay. So you cross yeah. over that and then like the next exit is like exit two and it's in Arizona. You get off this exit, you pull down to like off the ramp and there's a road. It goes right and it's a two lane that goes to who knows where. And you go to the left and go under the bridge and like that, it turns to fucking dirt. You follow that dirt and you can take a fucking Honda Civic back that down that bridge. And it's like four, four, maybe five miles back. And then all of a sudden it's boom. And it opens up, and there's fucking Lake Mead. There's campsites. There's a public bathroom back there that's actually kept very nice. And it's beautiful. It's, and when I say campsites, I mean first come, first serve. It's not like 
there's a yeah. slab of cement. It's like they people camp down there so much that they've sectioned it off, and you can see like the little campfire circles. That's cool. And it's 45 minutes from here. People go down there and fish. We've seen people doing photo shoots. I take my bow and arrow down there and fucking like just practice sometimes. It's beautiful down there, but it's also uh, hot as balls. Yeah. No, that sounds, that sounds amazing. And they also, to, to, the scuba thing is, I forget who it was, but there was a group of people, and st- whoever, someone was down there and said, oh, this is the so-and-so people, but it was a rescue team, like EMT fired up something, but part of a scuba mm-hmm. rescue a team that comes over there and yeah. trains in that exact fucking area. Yeah, I know that there is a, there, are, there are some scuba things down in, in there as well. Which I don't mind like diving too, but it's also it's also pretty wild uh, just to be in the ocean, you know. Well, yeah, I think that the lake's kind of murky and whatever, where the ocean is like it's this massive, pure. Like I, personally, I can't do diving. Like I'm too claustrophobic and I'm too paranoid yeah. about shit like that. Water freaks me the fuck out. You know, it, you'd be surprised how that dissipates because like you think you'd feel claustrophobic when you get down there. It's so open. So that kind of goes away. What you think you would have, it, it doesn't. And like, and then you actually become, you feel more controlled because, like, really, the animals aren't going to fuck with you because you kind of have, like, you know, you know, the likelihood of it. Right. It's it's not as yeah, it's not as bad. And then you'd be like, then you can kind of see things, and you're just like, oh wow. And but it does like this rocking motion when you're down there. It's very, it's very meditative. It's hmm. just very cool. That's the part it's that really- you're. Go ahead. Yeah, but so like, and then like California has the kelp, so then you feel like you're going through like these like rainforests. Like I still haven't really like, like I've seen like nurse sharks down at the bottom, but like I haven't really had like got to see like sharks, and that's always been like something of mine that I've wanted to kind of conquer. Right. You know, like so I know that there's a lady out, in, you know, the lady who swims with the sharks, and she's out in Oahu, and I'm like, ah, I gotta make it out there. It's like I gotta make it out there and just like pay for like that snorkeling thing where you go out there and she kind of teaches you how to swim with the right. sharks. That's, See, the water was be- the water was never my thing. I like the water. I like going to the. I don't mind going to the beach. I like that the water was there, but I'm never like, oh, there's the ocean. Let's go jump in. I could give a fuck. Yeah, I'm the mountain guy. Like I, the water's fun. I've never been like we don't have a pool at the house. We've never had a pool at our house. Even being in Vegas and we we're like, all right, we're looking. We're about to buy our first house. Do we want a pool? And both of us are like, nope. There's a even if there's a community pool, which it would have been nice now because the community shut down, so it would be nice to have some kind of pool. But it's yeah. none of it. We we weren't big enough swimmers to care that much about the water. But so I'm yeah. like, I want to go up in the woods and I want to walk around and I want to sit in nature and you know do the things that are up high in the mountains to where even and it's I even get kind of a little anxious when you go high enough into the mountains that you get the uh the uh, elevation sickness not sickness but you're oh, yeah. where yeah. you're aware yeah. that you're 8,000 feet above sea level and suddenly yeah. you're like my head feels funny and I can't breathe so well and I'm you you obviously settle into it but it's like that kind of stuff makes me happy because it's say what have you ever had altitude sickness no altitude meaning so high that it actually made you like physically sick yeah no i've had the uncomfortableness to where i can't breathe and i'm almost lightheaded because i'm at such a high altitude but i've never been like sick sick yeah it's not fun (laughs) yeah but see like a lot of times like if you go like let's just say like if you were to go from like and this is what typically happens like if you go from like something that's more sea level and you go to a mountain and like you go skiing or snowboarding and it's like such a higher elevation and you keep pushing yourself too hard 
a lot of times you'll get like if you don't give yourself like a day to kind of acclimate you'll get the after the sickness and oh man it is awful you're just like trying to like shake it like it's just like the worst headaches and nausea and it's just not fun that doesn't sound fun at all i know my brother yeah. was he does scuba diving um and he has since we were kids because he's always he's like come on dude come do this with me and i'm like no fuck you no i'll be back you know in atlanta and he the facility he was taking i think he was like 13 when he uh, got certified was he 13 and got certified 13 or 15 oh, wow. but he's like loves this shit he's an rn now and he actually part of being an rn is he went and get some weird scuba certification thing on top of being his rn but he um so yeah He's a, he's, a, he's a cool individual. He's a big hunter, RN, scuba diving, ex-military. And he comes across oh. as this bullish, big, mean motherfucker. And he's a goddamn... I'm his brother, so he's a, he's a teddy bear. And he's like, no, fuck, I'm not. Yeah, you are. You're a teddy yeah. bear. You just yeah. got the big rough but on the I outside. Like, I like those guys. But so they he he um yeah. would tell me that, you know, when he was going... When he was first learning, he was like, you know... And this is back before now, you know, you it's people fly so much more than they did when I was a kid. Um, yeah. it was back then you still dressed up and you got a meal on the plane, you know, whereas now it's like sweats and pajamas and you're just hopping over somewhere. But he was, yeah. I remember him telling me, he was like, you know, if you go scuba diving, you have to wait like so much time before you can fly in a plane. I'm like, why? And he's like, cause you could, the, the, and he would the bins or whatever it was. And I remember thinking to myself, yeah. I was like, that's the weirdest shit that if you go below sea level and then hop on a plane and go so far above sea level that it causes you to be like physically fucking ill. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I don't understand like, it. It has something to do with like the oxygen and the the way that you know, because uh, you've had you have that gas that's in your system, and so that gas needs to work its way out when you you know. So that's why you have to wait, you know, right so long. Okay, yeah. and the the weird thing too is like it's we have taken space and we've went out and we've done the things and we've explored and we've sent ships and we've done all that shit and yeah. we to this day as far as i know still haven't gotten to the very 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 bottom in some places of our ocean because it's too deep yeah i was like um i was in when i went back to dc i went and i, when I used to go down to these museums all the time when i was younger i was like oh, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go down to you know natural history you know and um and then i watched this thing on the ocean and it said, and it said we've only explored 10 percent of our oceans and that's fucking mind-blowing mind-blowing bizarre so we don't really know what shit is down there that's like do you believe in aliens yes i do <laughs> there's there's theories there's lots of theories yeah, i got, I got tons like down like low and they'll come out of the water yeah there's there's theories that they that's where they still because that's the one place they can still be and there's all of this it depends on how deep and you know conspiracy theorists you want to well, get but and you think even there's caves and all this all this stuff i mean I mean, here's the thing. This is like, I'll give you some shows to watch that are like so good that'll just kind of blow your mind. But um, I mean, there's no way when you have galaxies and galaxies and galaxies that they're like the only. Come on, people here, and we're not that smart, really. <laughs> <laughs> we think we are. Well, you know, at the same time, though, was it a month and a half into the uh, the um, the pandemic that the government, the U.S. government, finally was like, okay, yeah, they're real. And admitted it. They finally were like, yes, this is real. Did you see that? Like it slid yeah. under so many people's radar because they're like, we're all, the whole world's going to die. Yeah. And they, they, well, yeah, they do. But that's, I heard that that has actually been out for a while. Oh, it has. It's been out for a, a, quite a while. 
yeah, it's been out for, for like a really long time. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah, so I, I, it's, it's, it's like, you know, there's a lot of shit out there and there's a lot of conspiracies out there. It's just that, you know, people get so fixated on it. It's just like, hey, it's good to know that can possibly happen. Just don't let it rule your world. And that's where right. I think that's where like people get it. I'm like, okay, like I'd like to know like all the information and probabilities, you know, of these outcomes. So if something shit hits the fan, I can make the right decision for me. Right. That's what happens when you get people that are get so stuck in these cons- conspiracy. It's like their life gets ruled by it. Well, they're obsessed. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. all they're like, hey, so what do you want to have for dinner? They're like, well, there's going to be aliens that are going to be listening. You're like, shut up. All right, so we're going to leave yeah. tomorrow. We're going to go to the water park. Did you know the <laughs> aliens like water? Like they can't have a conversation without like figuring yeah. out something you said and trying to like, oh, let me correlate what I have to because I'm obsessed about it. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know. I think yeah. that aliens, I tell my kid all the time that there is no heaven, that outer space and the dimension that we can't get to because of us not having the ability to wrap our head around the fourth dimension. That's where heaven is. Watch. Yes. I I told him, I was like, yeah, I was like, that's where heaven is. And that's where, because there are no aliens. They're just, or no, there's no angels. Those are just aliens. So he's starting to kind of click that a little bit. Seen there's that show. I mean, some of it starts to repeat itself, so you have to take it's it's good to, to have it on when you're busy doing work. So if like you're editing or your stuff like that, it's called Ancient Aliens. And you have that's the whole his favorite series, show. Yeah, on the guy. But yeah, but it talks about that and it talks about how it goes through all these different like civilizations, how the Indians had the sky people, but they're all basically the same thing. Right. Um, so it was just wild. And it's just good to know because you're just like it gives you a different perspective on um, life and humanity and where things have come from and and it's just like what really kind of clicked for me is like you know you go to Egypt and you go to some of these like um temples and stuff like that and these are what centuries old and they have these intricate designs these bizarrely intricate designs that cannot be made with the CNC machine today right like so how did they how did these primal people with like a click 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 there's it's just no way it happened right? right so it's like when you really because it's like you never thought about that right you're like oh you go to a museum like oh that's really fucking beautiful like that's great oh they did that that's really but you're not really thinking because we're taught not to critically think right oh well if they were so primal they didn't and they were so savage and they didn't know how to do this and this and that how do they kind of come up with this intricate design how do they move this massive 50 ton rock can, that we can't even move today or we would need, you know, seven to ten cranes move. Cranes. Not to mention that you know, all over the world this, these same structures were being built. And yeah. there's there was no internet. They weren't traveling. There was there was no one left there yeah. and came over to here and said, Listen, there was there was it just wasn't happening. So it's it's yeah. for anybody that says otherwise, I'm like, eh, I'm I'm calling bullshit. And I know it's theory theory over like science, but I tell my kid this all the time. I was like, if there's, you have to have both theory and science. You have to, because it's like science is, is, is forever learning because it's like, it's an, you think about it. Science is somewhat of an absolute because that's what they know for that time period until they learn something more. Then they regress back and they go, Oh no, no, it's not like that anymore. It's like this. So it's, that's theory kind of, you know, it's like, we really want to like hone in and take things back is, but there's also, there's this called, there's a show and it's called like uh, secret symbols. And it kind of, it, it kind of dives into that arena. And it was like a one point that you had touched on something and now I can't remember what it is. 
Um, but I was like, oh, I got to tell him this. Um, but it had to deal with, I don't know if it had to deal with like, oh, this is what it is. It talks about like the Bible and then it talks about astrology and things like that. And it talks about how, how many times like uh, humanity has just been like wiped out. Right. Um, but it, so I guess like each, so like they, they had like the last supper uh, thing and then it goes, Oh, it wasn't for the 12 apostles. It's the 12 of the Zodiac and each Zodiac goes through like 2,100 years. And we just left the Pisces one, which was all about religion. And that's where Christianity grew out, grew out of. And it talks about like feeding with the two fish and stuff like that. Then he goes, now we're into the age of Aquarius, which goes into dismantling of systems of governments of things like that so that's so it's it's wild yeah it's really really interesting and so this guy he goes in he breaks down the jewish bible and the christian bible and it says like in the beginning like um god created he goes but no it's not god it's supposed to be they misinterpreted the word and he breaks down the word and it's like Elohim or something like that. He goes, no, it's something of that sort. And he goes, it's God's. So there's more than one God, right. you know, and it, and it just, it's just, it's just trippy when you really start to like break down cultures and you break down these things. It's just all these things that we've just been kind of like, Oh, oh no, it is what it is. We just take it for like, Oh, that's really what it is. Okay. Right. You're telling me that's what it really is. Okay. I'll believe it. Yeah. So it's always, it's, it's, it's just wild. I think to me, yeah, I, was I agree. To- I mean, like I said, I, I, the kids learning that, and I'm trying to like be as middle of the road and not have my opinion influence him as much as right. because like he, for a while was interested in church. We have a friend that goes to church. He wanted to go to church with his friend. We're like, if that's cool, if he wants to go and you're cool with, with putting up with his shit, then take him. Yeah. And then he would come home yeah. and ask questions and he's learned enough that he now has a base <clears throat> and he'll ask questions. He's like, well, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, the Bible says X, Y, Z science yeah. says Elemental P like, so there's a, you have two yeah. different sides of this and they most of the time conflict with each other, but I want him to have both of them so he can think about it. And I explained to him that science is too, the cool thing about science is science can either prove something or it can disprove something. So, yeah. and he throws that in my face. Sometimes I'm like, Oh, well there's the blah, blah, blah. And he was like, well, there's no science behind it. And I was like, there's no science to prove it though. Is there or something <laughs> like, like basically I'll contradict him when I'm like, well, yeah, there's no science to say there's not, so there's no science that says there is, so that means there's a maybe. <laughs> yeah, he's going to outsmart me soon, so I'm going to take advantage of it as best I can, but he's, he's getting wise yeah. to my bullshit. He'll sit there sometimes uh, and kind of roll his eyes and look at me, and he's like, How old is he? eight going on 18. Gosh, you haven't even hit the teenagers? Oh, you're going to be in big trouble when he, like, those are going to be some debates. <laughs> but you know, I love that. And that's what I, that's yeah. the having the conversation. And you know, I tell people all the time is to question everything and then research it and then research it some more. Yeah, exactly. That was, yeah, I think that that's always my thing is like have that critical thinking skill, you yeah. know, learn both sides. It's like, I feel like these days, everybody like, like I think both political parties suck. Yep. I really, they, I think they both, I think it's a, both awful. <laughs> just like, you know, I'm kind of more like, you know, but it, it, but that's where people get really so fixated in on one side or so fi- and like they can't, you can't have conversations and I remember you can get to any sort of like talk or disagreement because people are so polarized, right? Because it really goes back to, it's like, hey, do, think about all these 
possible avenues of what it could and could be, you know? But people but, are stuck. And it's, it's it, to what we were saying mm -hmm. earlier, it's, and I say this to people all the time, it's the ego. Like people are so stuck uh, in their own way that they can't sit back and just go, well, fuck, maybe I'm wrong. And that's all they have to do. But they can't be, as you've said earlier too, they can't be critical enough thinkers, so they can't admit that they're wrong. And if you can't admit that you're wrong, you can't figure out a way to get better. And that's the biggest problem yeah, I think we have. How long do you want to be before you're really, really wrong? And that's a really hard hole to get out of. Yeah. I'd rather be a little bit wrong and be like, oh, huh. Well, damn, I was wrong. Damn, I didn't know it like that. Yeah. It's just that, you know, like, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just be open to, to learning. Yeah. That's, that's my, my because, final thing. Yeah, if you sit long be enough and hold your ground. Your answers. Yeah. If you hold your ground too long, you, like you said, you dig such a deep hole that it's, it, there's, at that point you're like, well, fuck, now I finally see the light and I've dug this hole too deep. Well, fuck, I'm down here now, so I'm, fuck it, I'm just going to sit here. Because it, it's easier for them to then give up and st hold their ground than to admit and have to put all the work into climbing back out. So Exactly, right? But this is America. This is where we live. It's also the thing, too, is we're taught not to, we, nobody is taught how to, it kind of goes back to the whole question of taking care of yourself. Like, we're taught not to, you got to work on yourself. Yeah. You have yeah. to improve. You have to, the, you have to constantly move forward. You, yeah. you get stagnant for anything, whether it's the way you act, the way you do. I mean, mm -hmm. if, you, if you don't try to grow in some way it's, it, throughout your life, then you just, you, you've done yourself a disservice. You're going to fucking wither away and be a pissed off person. And that's the yeah. thing I think a lot of people need to do. Yeah. <clears throat> um, let's see. Do I have anything else? I think I, we got all over the place. I think that was. <laughs> we went like. <laughs> we went from BDSM to fucking alien conspiracies. I love it. <laughs> um, I think that's it. How are you, are you feeling good about this one? Yeah, I think yeah. that was good, and it's so. It's like hearing you talk about it. Like I said, I, I need to work on how I speak. Like I'm a talker, but when it comes to being, like, being able to describe things, I'm gonna. I, that's something I'm gonna work on. Also, I'm gonna work on my lip, uh, liver cleansing. I think a little better also from this. <laughs> um. So real quick, tell everybody how they can find you as far as any kind of social media or OnlyFans or anything that you want to promote. Yeah. So um, my Twitter is la like the city. Domina Helena. Instagram is uh, Domina underscore Helena. Website is Domina Helena. And that'll be redone in fall. And I did have an OnlyFans. It's, it's going to be re-upped OnlyFans, but I think the OnlyFans is LA Domina Helena or Helena Log. I don't know. It's something on there, but it'll be posted on my social media uh, when it's ready and raring to go. Awesome. Um, <laughs> You are a badass. You're awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> so happy. So happy to see you. It's good to see you. All right, we're gonna tell everybody bye, and then we'll talk a second. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening and watching. See you next time. Bye.